0: Welcome back. So this is going to be a follow up video to my first video where we talked about local variables and how we can pass those variables across different scopes using blocks. We also covered bindings a little bit in there, uh, which as a refresher bindings are a way to grab a hold of a context. And we can use that context later to evaluate Ruby code within that context. If we're elsewhere in our programs, so today we're going to look at a kind of real-world use case example of this, and this example comes to us from Active Support. Uh, as you can see here, I'm inside Active Support testing assertions, and down in this module is where you'll define uh, you'll find the assert difference method defined. So this is what we're gonna kind of walk through today and look at the code and you know, see how the concepts that we learned in the first video can be applied and how they're used in places in the real world. All right, so what I've done here is I just create a new Ruby file, uh, assertDifference.rb, and I just copied in the code uh, for our assertDifference method. Uh, just into the file so that we can use it and kind of put some binding that IRB calls in throughout it at different points and kind of walk through it line by line and see what's executing and uh, Take a moment to look at you know Places where the concepts we learned about in the last video are being used inside this method so um, Outside of pulling in the, the code for the assert difference method I pulled in one example um from the repo if you go back and look at the code in the repo above where the method is defined there's actually a few um kind of examples of how you can call assert difference um this is the one i just picked that we're kind of going to kind of base our code off of and use to step through this but there's other ones out there definitely worth a read through there's some cool stuff in that uh we will be requiring active support and mini test auto run later we're not going to use this right now Um, the other thing I did is I pulled I made a very simple article class we just have a class variable for count starts at zero when we make new objects of the article class we increase the account by one Uh, we can return the count back with uh, our self.count method and then we can when we destroy we decrement our account by one so uh, with that Uh, These two lines will come into play when we pull in active support and mini tests later We're not going to use these right now right now. We're just going to use This block to make five new articles, so uh, then our count should be at five and then we'll use our assert difference uh, that we have above here to Step through the code and play around with it and see what all is happening uh, behind the scenes so let's dive into this uh, here we're going to call assert difference the arguments we're going to pass into it are article count one uh, which is our difference and then uh, an article should be destroyed uh, which is our message argument as you'll see uh, in a moment uh, and then we're also going to pass this block that just calls article destroy so let's jump up here and let's immediately just put a halt on things as soon as we execute the code. Um, so we'll put a binding our IRB in there, and we'll hop over to the terminal, and we will execute this, and hit our binding.irb call, and just kinda of see what is the layer of the land right now, what's our landscape look like of what we're, uh, what we have available to us inside this method. All right, so let's go ahead and run the program. Ruby assert difference.rb. and we'll see we immediately hit our binding.irb call. So let's just check out the arguments here, right? So we have expression. What is that going to give us? Okay? So that just gives us the first argument that we pass in article.count. Uh, what are args? So arg is an array of the remaining arguments that we passed in. Uh, which we can see if we hop back over to the code, would be these two arguments here. So we have those in an array. Uh, And then our block we should have also. So there it is. Our block is this proc object right here. And we will be using this later. So let's uh, hop back over to our code editor here and look at this if statement here so the first thing that we hit is this if statement here and we immediately check to see if our expression is a hash ours in this case is not we can verify this by running that exact same code over here expression dot is a hash false okay so we are not going to worry about this section of code at this moment we're going to go straight to our else uh clause here So the first thing we're going to do is assign difference, right? This local variable keyword right there, local variable. Be mindful of that. We're going to assign this right here to the value of arg 0 if it's present or the number one. So in our case, arg 0 we're going to have it. It's going to be negative one. So we'll hit enter. There we go. We see we have negative one there. Uh, The next thing, as I mentioned a moment ago, Our message is going to be the uh, article can be destroyed uh, argument that we pass in okay good so we have difference in message there so this last line here um, I just want to take a minute and just point out the fact that uh, we're you know passing this block to map and we're using difference uh, which is this variable up here that we defined uh and assigned also uh we're using that inside of a block so you know here we're seeing kind of some of the techniques we talked about last time right we're using the local variable inside a block um to kind of get, get it beyond like any scope gates that we might have created for instance like if we would have had a method that wrapped this whole expression here you know we would have to either take the um variable in as an argument to the method and then use it Um, But by, you know, using this block right here, we can just uh, use it in line right here. But I I do want to break this uh, line down a minute because it looks uh, kind of interesting, (laughs) to say the least, right? Um, There's a little bit going on, you know, this hash bracket syntax. We're wrapping our expression in an array and then mapping over it. So let's hop back over to the uh, terminal and take a minute to break this uh, line down into smaller sections so we can see how uh, it, you know, is built into a larger expression that returns back uh, our hash. All right, so the first little bit we can uh, pull out here just to break down is array expression, right? So if we run this, we're just gonna see that our expression, uh, which again, expression is just the string um, that we passed in. So if we do array expression, it just creates a new array with that as the single element to it. So the next thing we can look at is, we'll see we're gonna map over that array. So we're gonna be returning an array right and that's that array is going to contain what let's see here so we're mapping over each element we're going to return from our block a new array that has two elements in it one being the element that we're currently uh, on in our iteration the second element being difference uh, which we assigned up here right so what we're going to get back from this section of our code is going to be a single array. In this case, uh, we're going to get a single array containing one element, which is also an array that will have two elements inside of it. So let's go ahead and run that and you can see that. So on the outside here, we have our single array. That array has one element, which is itself another array containing two elements, of our, uh, the first being our string of article.count. And then the next being our difference of one. So that's pretty cool. Now, the last little bit um, is this hash bracket that we have this whole expression wrapped in. Now, if we go look at uh, this method in the Ruby docs, we'll see here that hash brackets is a public class method on hash. If you just do a hash, Uh, empty brackets you just get a new empty hash back if you pass a hash inside the brackets you will get also a new hash you can see that uh, an example of that down here now the one uh, that we're interested in looking at is this third one here which is what we just did so if you look at this you'll see we have hash open bracket and then a single array and then it says two element arrays inside of there, and then we have our closing bracket, closing bracket. So if we look down here and read a little bit more about it, we'll see that when the single given argument is an array of two element arrays, it returns a new hash object wherein each two element array forms a key value entry. So uh, if we look at the example here, we'll see that we do our hash bracket. We have the main closing bracket out here, The single argument to that is an array, just one single array, but that array has multiple two element arrays inside of it, right? So if we go back to our code and look, you can see, you can kind of imagine. So we have hash open bracket, if we go back to uh, the terminal here, we'll see that we'll have our single element, our single array with a single element of another array with the two elements inside of it so when we run this last line of the code here we will see that we will get back just a hash containing the key of article.count and the value of negative one so let's go ahead and run that and there we go so that gives us back our hash so uh, this one I thought was really fascinating I've never used this before uh, so I had fun going looking the docs and, and look that up So with that out of the way now, uh, let's go ahead and make sure that we are saving that hash to our expressions variable here. Uh, So let's go do that now. I'll say expressions equals and then I'm just going to use a little trick here. Uh, If you're not familiar with this, if you uh, forget to save the evaluation of something to a variable, you can. name the variable in the next line and set it equal to underscore and it will set the last uh, thing last you know item returned from the previous expression equal to the variable so I'll just hit enter there and now we can see if I call expressions again it contains our hash kind of a cool trick so okay let's get back on track here and move into this part uh, which where is where we're gonna see the usage of binding. All right, so we can break this line down uh, similar to how we did this line here. Just kind of slowly walk through it so that everyone's following along and we we have a clear picture of what's going on here. So the first thing we can do is say expressions keys, um, which if we look here again, just as a reminder expressions is a hash so if we call dot keys on it, it's just gonna give us an array containing the keys so the next thing we're gonna do is we're going to map over that array of keys and then we're gonna see if each element in that array responds to call uh, in our current case this article dot count string is not gonna to respond to call so therefore we're gonna fail this ternary here we will not be returning the element instead we're going to be returning the lambda Uh, here. So if we look at this lambda, we can see that inside the body of it um, we have a call to eval. This should look familiar from the last last video where we talked about bindings. So we're going to eval the element. In our case that is going to be again our string of article.count and we're going to evaluate that string within the context of the block that we passed in to the method up here and just as a reminder so we can look at it this is going to this is the block that I'm referring to here this is the block that we passed into a certain difference so we're evaluating account or I'm sorry count in the context of that block so really cool practical use case of the, one of the concepts we covered in the last video so and again we're going to be returning that um to in as an element inside of the array here and we're going to hold that inside of our uh exps variable here so let's go ahead and run this just so that we have that cool all right so there's our array uh, contains our single proc object and now we're ready to move on to the next section of this code so down here we're just going to evaluate those procs, we're gonna call them, right? We're gonna iterate over that array of procs. In our case, it only has one. And then for each one, we're gonna call call on it and return that result in an array, right? And we're gonna assign that to our before variable here. So if I just copy this and execute that here, we'll see that we just get back an array of five, which, if we think about it, makes sense because down here, we made five new articles. And if you evaluate article.count in this context of this block, we've already created those five articles, so our count uh, class variable that we started out at zero should have been incremented to five. Therefore, we get five back. So that's great. That's working as it should. And now to go to the next part, here's where we're going to yield to our block, right? And ret_val. I'm going to go ahead and assume that means return value from the block here. Um, we can go ahead and execute that and we can see what that will give us back. So that gave us back four, right? So we yielded to our block, our block, all it executed was article.destroy. And when we call article.destroy, we decrement our account by one, right? So we're now we're getting four back. Okay, so this is this is cool. We're starting to see how this code is working and where it's going next. Um, This is one of the final parts of our method and we're going to take a moment to really break this one down so that we can fully understand uh, what's going on here as we wrap up the method. All right, so next we're going to look at uh, this zip method here and this zip method is actually defined in the enumerable module and if we quickly look at expressions uh, right here we'll see that expressions is a hash there's also an array dot method um, but as we can see here we're working with a hash so therefore the one that we want is the uh, enumerable uh, zip method so They're kind of similar. Um, the way that this one will work in our case here is our hash that we're calling zip on. It's going to first return a main parent array, right? So let's look at just this first line here. So we have a main outer parent array and then what it's going to do is it's going to grab from our hash It's going to grab the first key value pair, like our first element out of this hash. It's going to take that, along with the first elements from the uh, corresponding arguments that we pass into zip. So in our case, we're passing in uh, EXPS and before. So it's going to take the first element from expressions and and again, in our case, it's it's a key value pair. And then it's going to take the first element from EXPS and the first element from before. It's going to put all of those inside Uh, an array nested inside the parent array um, as we kind of see here in this example so we would have our parent array and then we would have a nested array inside of it um, with three elements in it again the first element being the first key value pair from our expressions hash the second element being the first element from the EXPS array in the first element and the third element being the first element from our before uh, array so the interesting thing to note here though is that the what it's going to do for the key value pair from the hash it's going to make those a uh, two element array so the first element of the nested array is going to be yet another array of two elements and we'll see this in our next step uh, when we actually execute the code and get a you know a full picture of what's being returned back from our zip method alright so let's just run this and let's see what result we get back here so okay now we see we have a single array that has a single array inside of it and then that array has three elements in it the first being an array of Two elements then our proc and then five <clears throat> excuse me okay so this is cool now we're passing a block to that so if you look if we go back to the docs and look at zip uh, if you pass a block to it I believe it says in here somewhere uh, yes when a block is given it will call that block for each of the sub arrays Uh, that were returned from performing the zip. So uh, as a quick example, like each of these little internal arrays uh, would each, the block would be executed once for each of these arrays. So going back to our code, uh, we only have the one array. So we're just gonna run through this once. Um, You'll see that in our block args here, we have listed, we have this code and diff wrapped in uh, parentheses. What that is going to do is when the code executes it's going to split out this first element containing these two uh, this sorry it's going to split out this array containing these first two elements uh, respectively so <clears throat> article.count will get assigned to code and negative one is going to be assigned to diff and then expression will be our proc object and then five will be uh, our before value here so Uh, from here the code is pretty straightforward Um, it just goes through creates an error variable and it will assign it to this value Uh, but then we also do a check to see if message is there right so and here's another example of you know we're using a local variable Uh, we define this local variable way up here Um, and if we would have created a method to wrap this whole thing in and call it the method here we would have had to have this method also take in another argument to receive our message, <clears throat> but here we, you know, we can see we're just using a block, so we can just go ahead and use the local variable right in here. So from there, we're just going to call assert equals, and we're going to add the before value plus the diff, and we're just going to make sure that the uh, value that gets returned from this is equal to calling our expression and then we'll show any errors otherwise. Um, So that's pretty much how this code works. Uh, It's pretty cool. It returns the return value at the end of it. Um, But I thought it was a really cool example to kind of see a lot of the concepts that we talked about in the last video at play here. So um, if we go ahead and just I'll just comment this, our version out here, and we can bring in uh, active support and our mini test stuff and I'll bring all this back in, and we can just go ahead and run it, just so you can see, uh, you know, that we're we're working here. Let's get out of IRB, and you can see, yeah, our test runs just fine. It's just cool to see these things, you know, being used in the in the real world. You know, uh, if you're using many tests in your Rails apps, uh, you're probably using a assert difference all the time. It's cool just to dig into that code see how it works, see some of the techniques being used, and um, you know, just kind of match up some things that you're learning about and seeing some real uh, application of it uh, in, in a code base. So with that, uh, I hope you enjoyed this video and we will catch up next time. Take care.